Hello and welcome back to the Shakespeare Birthday Party. I'm Danny Fitzpatrick. And I'm Grace Fitzpatrick. And today we're going to be talking about Henry IV Part Two. So this is the only Shakespeare play that serves really as a direct sequel to the preceding play. In it, King Henry IV, who has been victorious over the rebel forces, uh, now must face them again as they regroup basically through some folly on their own part, some self-doubt on the part of the rebels, and through some trickery on the king's side, the rebels are defeated once again. Uh, the king shortly thereafter dies, and Prince Harry becomes Henry V. So, uh, of course we have our pretty much our same cast of characters, uh, including the very famous, much-loved much hated, horrible, and hilarious Falstaff, who is here for our entertainment once again. Um, yeah, so I don't know, Grace, if you want to, if you have any thoughts on Falstaff's second appearance here or anything else in the play to get yeah, us started. Yeah, well, I did uh, discover, I guess there's, I don't know if this is actual fact, I want to believe it is, but there's a tradition that uh, Queen Elizabeth I loved the character of Falstaff so much that she was just beside herself, very disappointed that uh, his character would be coming to an end with this play. So she commanded Shakespeare to write another one, um, including Falstaff, The Merry Wives of Windsor. Um, so we'll be reading that one next. That'll be next, yeah. Um, just in keeping with that. But I, I, I just love that because it seems like Falstaff, Falstaff's own influence has survived in exactly the same way, <laughs> pretty much since uh, his invention. Um, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see, uh, can definitely see Queen Elizabeth doing that, especially if I'm picturing the Queen Elizabeth from Blackadder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can definitely see her enjoying the a most Falstaff. accurate depiction of Queen Elizabeth the first yeah. we have to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's really crazy, and he doesn't seem to be very different at all in this this yeah. round either. He's unchanging, right? Um, he's unflappable. Uh, yeah. But yeah, his relationship with Hal sure does change. I. Yeah. Particularly yes. at the moment, right after Hal uh, is crowned king, and he's sort of parading about in his finery, uh, letting everybody soak in his great kingliness, and Falstaff kind of like frat bro heckles him, mm -hmm. um, and it's this decisive moment where Hal can either decide like, am I going to be the cool king or am I going to be the respected king, and he goes with respected. Um, so he makes an example of Falstaff right then and there and tells him, like, look, I don't want to have anything else to do with you. You need to go change your ways. Um, you, you sinner, <laughs> basically. Uh, so, yeah. but it, do, it also doesn't bother Falstaff. Yeah. Do you think this is, do you think this is genuine Harry? Like, does he... Does he actually want to sort of mend his ways? Like, does the office of king change him in some way? Or does he just, now that the power is his, want to put off 
hangers on that could drag him down. Hmm. Well, I do think that Harry realizes that uh, if he's going to be a good king, well, he, he realizes he wants to be a good king. And if he's going to be a good king, then he needs self-discipline. And so we have that moment at the beginning of the play where he's talking to points, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, they're by East Cheap. So there's the sense that Hal is like just back at his own stomping grounds for the sake of comfort after he's fought his battle with Hotspur. And, but he hasn't completely reverted to his wastrel ways um because he even points out like man i like i he keeps saying like oh i wish i could have some sack like there's the sense that um there's a great discomfort for hal in his newfound self-discipline so i think Mm -hmm. that he wants he realizes that falstaff is a big you know cause of his wastrel state so he needs to or a big influence anyway so he needs to just sort of cut him out of his life um to keep him from reverting if he's going to keep being a good king yeah what do you think yeah no I, i think i think that's probably the case it is so interesting how um yeah just there there's kind of this pattern of reversals with hal and falstaff where, like in the first play, uh, when Hal tricks Falstaff, uh, when Falstaff goes out to rob mm-hmm. the party coming by on the road, and Hal then robs Falstaff, um, and there's kind of a there's kind of a similar feeling here, I think, where there are again those like like there's the scene where you know, Hal and Poins are pretending to be waiters mm-hmm. um, and have that kind of reversal once again. Um, and also, of course, the the kind of final spurning. Um, you know, there's this kind of, like, Falstaff has this expectation based on their friendship, partnership, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, which Hal just... Uh, turns aside from, um, but yeah, it kind of it kind of reminds me of when Plato is talking about how, like, even in a band of of thieves, there needs to be justice among them. Um, but then, of course, if one of the thieves manages to become king, um, it's kind of like, you know, suddenly he can put aside. Uh, the band of thieves he doesn't need that kind of thieves justice anymore because he can exert kind of whatever justice he wants um which kind of reminds me of in Othello when Amelia is uh telling Desdemona that you know if she could uh cuckold her husband for the world like then she could you know it'd be her world and she could make uh you know make the world her own yeah. Like you're the moral compass. Yeah. In that in that situation. That's a really good point. And it definitely feels as if Falstaff embodies that. Because mm-hmm. um, you get the sense that he doesn't really I mean, he has his honor soliloquy, uh, in the last play. He mm-hmm. you get the sense that 
he understands like a value like a network of values but he doesn't he doesn't really believe in them aside from what you can how you can use values and morality to your mm-hmm. own like base benefit yeah um and you can see that too i th- i don't know these characters are very confusing for me Shall- justice is shallow and silence yeah um yeah but you can see how Falstaff interacts with them where this comes to light. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, these are supposed to be very respected men in the community, but they're very foolish. And so Falstaff enjoys being with them so that he can mock them to their faces, and they don't really understand that he's making fun of them. Um, but I was thinking maybe these are, Shell and Silence are like embodiments of. Uh, how or like personification the personification of how Falstaff sees these ideals Um, he doesn't take them seriously at all he just knows that their value resides in what he can get out of them right yeah yeah it's interesting with Falstaff too because he he does seem to kind of exist in his own world like he's able to just like twist events to his own interpretation mm-hmm. so like kind of in the first one again like when he does get ambushed by how then of course he has his story about how there were you know two of them and then four of them and then right. seven of them and eleven of them against him um and kind of you know kind of the same thing here like when uh like he always has an answer for mm-hmm. whatever anybody has to say right and he like you know goes from you know owing somebody a thousand pounds to now he's asking them for another thousand pounds or whatever and getting it from them um yeah and then even when you know when Hal spurns him you know he's you know he has his explanation of like yeah he just he has to act that way Mm. because he's respectable now but you know don't worry like when it's behind closed doors it'll be same old Hal yeah he's got a very it's good to be king yeah mentality yeah and he's king of his own little world (laughs) yeah yeah for sure well it's interesting because how kind of does the same thing so like in this scene when uh henry the fourth is on his deathbed um and how thinks he's dead and he takes the Mm -hmm. crown um and then you know his father revives and is like why'd you take my crown (laughs) um and he has this like very moving explanation but it feels to me at least very falstaffian um just like you know he's just able to come up with this like manipulative yeah i mean i think at least deceptive on some level really i think so hmm I don't know if it's my mother's heart, Maybe but it's not. just like, oh my goodness. We've seen yeah. how the wastrel, how the ancient Greek god war hero, now we get to see how the tender-hearted little boy who just wants his father to love him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. That could be. I don't, I don't know. know, just like the, like when he, okay, so he takes the crown and then goes to a different room to cry, thinking his father is dead. Yeah. And then Henry IV wakes up and is like, 
what's the deal? Where's my crown? And starts, uh, yeah. you know, getting people's attention. And they call Hal back in. They're like, your father's still alive. Why do you have the crown? And you can see that Hal has been crying. Mm-hmm. And he tell like the line where he tells his father, like, I did not think I would speak with you again. Mm-hmm. Just like that was, I found that really moving. Yeah. I didn't think that was like, ha I did not think I would speak with you again. <laughs> or, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't think I'd have to speak to you again. Yeah. But I don't know. There was, there was quite a bit of a back and forth, though, where he was like, yeah. no, like, let everything, let all my chances of being king uh, be gone if. Yeah. You know, if you think that I was trying to steal, yeah, steal the crown before its time or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, and it's I don't know. It is interesting because I don't I don't think he was trying to like be be preemptive about it, um, but I just like in the conversation, yeah. maybe he was trying to yeah. make sure he could win back the proper yeah graces. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. Which because the I mean the. Because the king's other sons are around, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I don't want them to suddenly get the uh, get the crown instead. Yeah, that's true. Which I don't know if that would have happened anyway. But I guess we'll never know. I will say, just to kind of uh, further my Shrek conspiracy theory from Richard the uh-huh. Third yeah. about him being Lord Farquaad, mm-hmm. uh, the part where. <laughs> Henry the Fourth dies and then, or like supposedly dies and comes mm-hmm. back to life, did remind me of the part in Shrek the Third, oh, yeah. where yeah. <laughs> like the Frog King keeps yeah. dying and yeah. so everybody starts mourning, but then he just like starts hacking and wakes up yeah. to, to say something else. Um, so I think I don't know. I think the Shrek people are are yeah. very attuned to Shakespeare's so. history plays. Yeah. Uh, shockingly enough. Yeah, that sounds right. So, <laughs> stay tuned for more uh, for some more uh, conspiracy theory components. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, there were uh, some other characters that kind of gave me pause. Yeah. Doll Tear Sheet and Mistress mm-hmm. Quickly. I went through like three quarters of the play thinking like these people are hilarious. This mm-hmm. is all just for the groundlings. Like this is yeah. you know these are the the comic relief breaks with body humor um but then the end where doll tear sheet gets arrested Mm -hmm. it really strikes me as being kind of just like overly violent um and not as funny so i kind of second guessed my reading of everything that came before that involving them yeah um but then again i don't know if it's like some kind of elizabethan like freak show Mm -hmm. type Thing they would have found interesting like is this a I don't know there was bear baiting back then so they had pretty thick skin when it came that's to true. like I'm sure violently arresting someone yeah um, that's true yeah but I don't know like I don't know if it's kind of part of the rejection of Falstaff as well like I don't know if it's part of this like new assertion of a stern moral code ooh maybe so I like, like that, that. Yeah. That's a good know. point. Yeah. Yeah. That doll tear sheet, she doesn't she doesn't take any funny business yeah. from anybody though. Yeah. Well it's funny how she like it seemed to me like she spoke in a Falstaffian way. Mhm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of word good wordplay. Yeah. In their scenes. 
I do really like Mistress Quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how she's just like constantly trying to bring up what an honorable woman she is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She's a lot like um oh the landlord or the landlady in Third Rock from Ms. the Sun. Miss Dupecheck, yeah. <laughs> That's who I imagined when we were reading it. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. For sure. I'm starting to think I've seen too much T V in my life. <laughs> We all have. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, artistic illusions are everywhere, even in yeah. television. And good oh, yeah. good TV. I've seen a lot more good TV than I have bad TV. So yeah. I can rest oh, yeah. uh, easily tonight. For sure. Uh, but, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this part more than the first part. Yeah. Even though there was less action. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought this one was more enjoyable. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm interested to see uh, what fall stuff is like in the Mary Webster. Yeah, Wizard. yeah, that'll be good to good to find out. See how quickly written the play feels. Yeah, because I don't know that I've ever read it before. I have not, for sure. Yeah. So if I have, I don't remember any of it. So yeah. this will be it'll be like reading it for the first time. Yeah. There we go. Anything else on this one? Mm, I don't think so. I Alrighty. enjoyed it. Me too. I, would, I would read it again. Yes. So next time, again, The Merry Wives of Windsor. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Shakespeare Birthday Party. Till then, party on. <laughs> Bye.